Welcome to Teach Em Up, the podcast about teaching and learning that you can listen to by yourself while staying six or more feet away from every other living person. Uh, I'm Nick Williams. Today, I am talking to the only other person who I am allowed to be within six feet of who is over the age of 18, Melissa Williams, my hey. wife. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm good. Yeah, good is about as good as we're going to get today, I think. Yeah, it's a rough day. <laughs> it was a rough day. Um, so, conveniently, uh, you are also a teacher. You teach first grade. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to t- be talking about remote learning today, and we're going to be addressing it from a uh, high school level and from an elementary school level and just kind of talking through the good and the bad and trying to figure this out as we go, because full disclosure, neither of us really knows what's going on. No, I feel like being an adult and a parent anyway, you're always making stuff up mm-hmm. <laughs> as you go. And this is just 100 times that yeah. I have... I just trying to, yeah, figure everything out, take time for myself, which is, is not happening, um, and figure it out for my student. It's it's okay. So let's let's start at the beginning. You want to just walk <laughs> us through your day? Okay, today. Um, all right. Luckily, our kids have been sleeping in till seven, seven fifteen. They have yeah. not been coming out. That's so that's been a huge win. That's not been a norm for us. So that's been nice. We've taken the last two days to sleep in. Mm-hmm. So that part's been really nice, trying to find some silver lining. And we made ourselves a schedule so that the kids would get up and know what, and we would know what to expect throughout the day. Yeah. Being a first grade teacher, you made us a really nice schedule. Uh, things blocked out by colors every hour. So we've got like academic time, yep. we've got breakfast time, we've got creative time, lunch time, uh, quiet time, reading time, a more academic time, some outdoor family walk time, lots yeah. of stuff built into that schedule. Well, it's important. It's something that I do every day when my students come into the classroom. It's the first thing we do is orient ourselves to what are we, what's the expectation for today, mm-hmm. knowing full well that you can be flexible within that and change. But I feel like it helps everybody know what's coming when you're going to transition to the next thing, when there's a stop time to an activity that you don't want to do, or when is the, the thing that you want to happen going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the idea was that that was going to translate to home life. It was a lovely idea. (laughs) I'm not sure. We're only past day two, and neither day have we stuck to the schedule. No, it's gone poorly. (laughs) And today it was just we finally all got sick of each other. Uh, Finally? That was at like 8.30 in the morning. I know, on day two. So this is not boding well for a long term. This is not boding well. No, no, this has been kind of a train wreck. Okay, so we started academic time. Um, yeah. I was in charge of academic time today with the children. Uh, yesterday, you were in charge. And one of the subtle things that I did not realize that you had set up was that uh, you had placed the kids at three separate corners of the table. Uh-huh. And I thought I could just kind of streamline things, put all three of them down at one end of the table, and then set myself up at the other end of the table so I could talk to my students and throw them on Zoom Um, And that was less than successful. Yeah. Uh, The kids almost immediately started pushing each other and talking about who was, whose paper was on top of whose paper. Who's touching the crayon. (laughs) Who's, who's touching the crayon that they weren't supposed to touch. 
Uh, it got ugly fast. Um, our kitchen table was such a hot mess that uh, you had everybody eat outside because we had ruined the inside. The inside was broken. Yeah. yeah, we did have to eat lunch outside because our table, we have one table top yeah. to work on. It's this pretty small house. And we've prided ourselves in that in the past. Uh, and I still do. I like that we're in a small house. We're all together. Except when you're quarantined all together. Um, yeah, there's one table surface. So if it's taken out by student work, then it's just not working for any other purpose. Yeah, it's less than ideal. Mm-hmm. It's less than ideal. The transition from academic time to... Uh, eating and anything else. Eating time to just living a normal life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I continue to have like my physics textbook, my biology textbook, my handwritten notes, <laughs> my iPad, my grade book, my computer, all sitting on our little coffee table so yeah. that I can pull them out at any point. But the downside is that, that means that my computer is always right there. And so I'm having a really tough time untethering from my device. Yeah. Uh, it feels like I should be answering emails all the time. Anyway, um, <laughs> long story short, this is bad. <laughs> and we're trying to make it less bad. Yeah. Uh, but we can at least go through and talk a little bit about the principles of remote learning as we've each kind of played with a few different things. So yep. uh, biologically, we have a kindergartner and we have a second grader mm-hmm. and you teach first grade. Well, and a three-year-old. I oh, should we add. also have a three-year-old. <laughs> I, I shouldn't forget about the little kid. The third child has a tendency to get forgotten. Okay, but go ahead. She continues to exist. So we also have a preschooler. Um, so remote, remote learning wise, uh, we've got three in a row and you teach the middle. Mm -hmm. So what, what seems to be working and what seems to be more challenging? What do you think is best practice for remote learning for the younger grades? Um, I've noticed and what I thought that I originally was going to do with my own students was send something out at the beginning of the week to parents, like just talking about what is the entire focus of the week. And then giving some resources and having kids and students just work through the resources at their leisure. Mm-hmm. And I've quickly realized that as a mom, that's impossible to monitor mm-hmm. at home. Um, it's a lovely idea to just throw it all out there and then like do whatever works for your family. Yeah, but what's really worked is uh, our second grader has had daily list so an email that comes in and pretty much a checklist a to-do list of what to do and it's taken a lot of the pressure off us as parents mm-hmm. into neck into well figuring out which activity to do today and trying our um our son wants to do all the activities all at once within the hour mm-hmm. and then be done with all of the week's resources and then we are tasked with filling in for the rest of the week which is difficult on top of your not for your other job that you are now doing at home mm-hmm. right next to them. So I found that the daily email with a to-do list from the teacher seems more manageable from a parent standpoint. I haven't tried it as a teacher yet. We're still in my own classroom. We gave home. We just threw stuff at the kids on the Friday when we found out we were closing and that would pretty much keep them occupied for a week. So we've tried to stay hands off for a week while we all sort of adjust and then we'll kind of get in the groove. But I think uh, one daily email Mm -hmm. 
and a place where you can post all of the extracurricular links. Like this is a great link. Watch a video about prism and making, how does, how do you make rainbows? And here's a really great link about something that you can do as a physical activity for your kid, but having that all in one place and not 90 million emails. Mm-hmm. Cause I have found that my inbox was filling up and I was getting confused between the two different classes. Uh-huh. Normally, we, we I'm only, not really... We only have two kids in that school. were getting stuff from school. Yeah. And I was sorting through it. And it's like, I don't know what came today. I don't know what came yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of emails there. And they're all really good resources. It's just tough to parse through what's what. And it's a giant learning curve. Yeah. I mean, you want your students. I found this really cool thing. I want them to do this and have that resource. Mm-hmm. And I want the parents to have something to do during that half an hour when they're not sure what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm quickly figuring out that one spot for everything and one communication in the day Mm -hmm. seems to be the way to go so far. Yeah. Huge credit to both of our kids' teachers. Yeah. Um, Day one, starting. Day day one, they were on it. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of remarkable because we had all of two hours notice maybe on Mm -hmm. Friday afternoon that schools were going to be shut down for the next couple weeks. And now that's turned into the next four weeks. Um, And then to be determined on if that continues more than that or not. Um, But special shout out to our, our daughter's second grade teacher, Ms. Block, who managed to like send home every book with the kids. So she like filled library books with them and sent home library books for reading. She sent home their math workbook. She sent home handwriting, uh, handwriting mm-hmm. workbooks, uh, science resources. She signed them all up on this like special online math thing, as well as this online English reading thing. Um, and so it's just like she's sending out one email per day. She sends it out either late at night or early in the morning. And so we get it. And it's like, these are the things that you should do. Mm-hmm. And it's like a checklist of like, do these two pages in your math book, do these two things for handwriting, do this for writing, do this for reading. And it's just kind of broken down by subject. And you know, like what you crank through. And then there's kind of like, at some point, you should do three days of online word work Mm -hmm. using Mm -hmm. Lexia, which is our reading program. At some point, you should do three days during a week of freckle which is the new that we just discovered uh, (laughs) online math program. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of me is a little bit concerned because I don't want to get too good at this Yeah, (laughs) because I just think that face-to-face learning is so much more valuable than online learning, but we have to get a little bit good at it to just maintain and keep things functional for our kids. And I would, I would also shout out to our kids kindergarten teacher, uh, Mrs. Robertson, who is, getting all the kids on Zoom meetings so that she can do read-alouds uh-huh. and just also have that face-to-face interaction. I mean, it's complete chaos because... <laughs> there was a very cute, <laughs> very chaotic Zoom meeting because none of the kindergartners knew how to press the mute button. No. And so we were just all talking at the same time. And Miss Robertson was trying to read a book, but everybody was... It was a hot mess. It, yeah. But it's all, I mean just you can see how huge the hearts are Mm -hmm. of all the teachers who are trying to figure out something that we have never been asked to do Mm -hmm. um even our kids preschool teacher has sent out work and emails so -hmm. that we printed off some letter work for our three-year-old who could do a color sheet 
Uh, so I just feel like everybody, it's very clear uh, how loved and well taken care of our kids are. Yeah. And how much extra work the teachers are putting in to try to make it seamless and try to give the kids some semblance of school. Yeah. We do have a tremendous school system and uh, there's a there's a ton of work going in trying to make it make it right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so on that note, uh-huh. you have a class of first graders. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been your system communication to your families? Um, we have a, like a parent app where we can you know, blast out messages and posts and uh-huh. things like that. So my, I'm a part of a job share. So I teach generally in the beginning of the week, my job share partner teaches at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. So she had the lovely task of also throwing things at the kids as they left, you know, that Friday, I think we had half of the students present in attendance that day because the other half had already started social distancing yes. themselves. Yep. And so she had the wherewithal to send home phonics books that we would normally never, ever send home, Mm -hmm. send those home, send, just start uh, giving away pretty much our library, Mm -hmm. our resource library, our our class library of leveled books, just so students would have things. You were mentioning as the kids are walking out the door, she just had the kids laying out all the books they were taking home on a table and and was just taking a picture of the kid and all the books they were taking. So that that was like their checkout system. Uh, maybe we could get those books back. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, thro- yeah. Giving them reading books. She managed to send them their handwriting books, which. Oh, nice. I, I didn't even think about until yesterday, Monday. Uh-huh. So um, kudos to her. So not only to get the packets of stuff ready, but then to communicate to parents. And my communication has mostly been um, set up. A schedule. Yep. It's important for consistency. So figure out a family schedule that you can work around. Mm-hmm. How are you going to manage parents working at home, kids working at home, needing time, but also needing independent time. So f- take the next week, figure it out. We sent home about a week's worth of work. It should have been two weeks, but I think honestly, the way that kids work, they just sort of like blow through worksheets and things. Uh, so we sent home about a week's worth and it's really been to just, our communication has been once every couple of days. Hey, you're doing it right. Just we're here. We're trying to figure out, we're signing kids up we're to online programs. And then starting on Monday, we'll probably follow in the footsteps of our own children's teachers and the strategies that they've been using. Yeah. So you're going to start doing some, uh, like zoom face-to-face yes. lessons and some daily schedules. Yep. I think we... Shouts Miss Robertson and Miss Block. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love you. We do. Thank you so much. Uh, I think my teaching partner and I have decided to open up a private YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Because for first graders, it also seems like having a Zoom, a Zoom conference meeting or Google Hangout is problematic and sort of chaotic. Yeah, too much. Too much. So we were thinking about having our own uh, teaching channel that would just be invite only for our students in Mm -hmm. which we can record ourselves giving a mini lesson about that week's or that day's phonics focus, writing focus, math focus. So doing a 10 minute mini lesson where the kids would watch us and not really interact, but we can try to uh, make them that way. And then the kids could have some work on your own. And here's what you do to practice that time. So on day two, that's our thought. 
nice about how we'd like to proceed uh, i don't know yeah I, I don't know i mean i think that that is the theme for all of this right like um governmental officials don't really know mm-hmm. teachers don't really know but we are trying mm-hmm. so we're throwing together everything we can and trying to update things and adjust things to match the the learning that should be taking place and hopefully it goes well and i would add trying to figure out yes we made a family schedule uh-huh but not only have we not followed it but it's been really hard for you and i to yes. figure out what is our balance between time that we're devoting to our school and the research that has to go into making lessons and posting them and answering kid and parent questions and giving Mm -hmm. feedback and then spending time with our own children Mm -hmm. who are also needing that same attention yeah and then also do things like make dinner right and spend you know time for i mean it's nine o'clock and we just sat down to do this and we were both working before Mm -hmm. we agreed to sit down so we'll have to find a line somewhere yeah i think we're gonna have to adjust our daily schedule so that we have more clear like turn off times and clear working times yeah um but yeah it's it's a tough tough balance uh so i've found at the high school level um the first piece is that i think it's really really important to have clear communication Mm -hmm. so i started by i worked over the weekend and put together this email that I sent out to all of my students and all of their parents, yep. just indicating like, okay, here are the four things that based on best practice research and my own educational philosophy and our department's educational philosophy, here's what I think matters mm-hmm. um, and how we make remote learning actually work. And those four things were number one, like consistency and structure number two academic practice number three discovery and exploration and then number four creativity so for the scheduling and um scheduling structure consistency uh the first assignment so the first i'm using one platform for all of my students assignments Mm -hmm. and it's going to be the same platform that all of their classes use Mm -hmm. so everybody at our school is just posting to google classroom Okay. Um, and I think that's pretty much district wide. So we're all posting to district to Google Classroom, uh-huh. and I've decided that I'm going to post all of their assignments for the week at the very beginning of the week. Okay. But have one assignment due every day, so they have a daily assignment. Um, I'm also sending it out to them via email, so that they get at the beginning of the week. Here's what's going to be coming due mm-hmm. at the beginning of every week. Um. Some of those assignments, like there's some long-term ones that I'm actually having due in two weeks, mm-hmm. but I've posted already. Um, so I'm going to have my students uh, writing a song. That's going to be their two-week creative endeavor. Okay. And they're going to write a song for my physics class about waves. They're, they've been designing a band and building musical instruments. So now they're writing a song for their musical instruments. For my biology class, they're writing a song about evolution. And they can choose to write the song about natural selection or evidence for evolution or cladograms or speciation, but something about evolution and then put together song lyrics and choose a beat and try to match to the song. So for the consistency piece, they're getting it via email. I'm posting it to Google Classroom. I'm posting as many assignments as I can at the beginning of the week. And then they have them due throughout the week. Uh Um, I also think it's really important that we have some kind of... um, 
connection. Like there continues to be a face-to-face connection. Mm -hmm. So I have been creating a whole bunch of really cheesy video clips (laughs) of myself introducing the lessons, just like one, maybe two minutes per day, um, explaining here's what we're going to do and here's why we're doing it. Uh, They have been awkward to say the least (laughs) because I'm just trying. One of my students uh, like did a comment on our class page of like another episode of Mr. Williams vlogs. And I was like, yeah, uh, social isolation equals social awkwardness for me. Uh So uh, I'm posting those. Um, The second piece was like academic practice. So I'm trying to make sure that at least a couple of the assignments per week are practicing things uh, out of like textbook practice problems, Mm -hmm. doing some reading, doing some vocab, um, and, you know, finding online resources so that students continue the academic practice. The third component is discovery or exploration. Um, Since we're at home and by ourselves, I think it's important that we get some kind of scientific exploration and discovery. So at least once a week, I'm going to have my students do some kind of an assignment where they explore a current scientist or a current science discovery. So I think we're going to look at some uh, Nobel Prize winning discoveries and see what people won the Nobel Prize for and do a little reading and writing about what the Nobel Prize was for. Uh, We're also going to look at some young scientists, people in their 20s and 30s who are pursuing science and what they've discovered and what kind of things they're researching, just to kind of see who does science nowadays. (laughs) It's probably not Charles Darwin anymore, because he's dead. Uh, Not from the coronavirus, from natural causes like 100 years ago. Uh Um, And so we're just kind of gonna try some stuff Uh and then the third component academically is like creative work so I do want to make sure that we're also working on something creative as a science teacher I'm finding it really difficult because I believe in like hands-on lab instruction yeah and we can't do that it's we, we don't have access to our science facilities anymore we don't have access to the lab supplies. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking like, oh yeah, yeah, no, we, we do this really cool electromagnet lab. So all the kids need is a nail or a bolt and a bunch of insulated copper wire. <laughs> Who has insulated <laughs> copper wire at home? I mean, I do. Does anybody else? It seems unlikely. Drat. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're gonna have to do more simulations uh maybe more like video pieces like watch this video um but i I don't know we're gonna try to make it work and i think the important thing to keep in mind is that this is not our new normal Mm -hmm. this is anywhere from four to four weeks to several months of our life yep and that no matter how we end the year since that's pretty uncertain at this point that it seems like the beginning of the next year we'll be able to start again and mm-hmm. it's it's not that big a chunk out of someone's life mm-hmm. and it's nothing that you can't come back from but for us as teachers it seems you know you follow these students and you watch them learn and you know where they need to go and you can't get them there in the way that we know how mm-hmm that we have a lot of years of experience in. Yeah, suddenly the skill set that I have does not match the situation. Yeah, so we're, I mean, like we tell our students, they don't need to be perfect at it the first time. Uh 
the seventh time, the 15th time, you don't need to be perfect at it. And I don't think that we should, I mean, we do because we're professionals and we want what's best for our students, but we don't need to be the best at it at first. Yeah. And hopefully we never get the chance to be the best at remote learning because ever again. Yeah. I really like face-to-face learning and hands-on instruction and solving problems in groups. And you can kind of do that digitally, but it's not quite the same. No. I think humans are social animals. And what I'm discovering, especially about myself, is I really like being face-to-face with my students and my coworkers. Yeah. Um, we've even tried, like my coworkers, we, we all eat lunch together in the science department. And so we've set up a, a Zoom meeting <laughs> hangout so that we can all eat our lunch together. Um, so at 12 o'clock, we have an ongoing meeting so that we do a digital face-to-face and we can sit down and eat our lunch together. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, my kids are here. Yeah, yes. And it's it's slightly more awkward trying to eat my lunch with my coworkers <laughs> and also my kids uh-huh. who are yelling because there's not enough butter on the bagel yeah. or that they don't want to <laughs> eat the bell peppers that I've nicely cut up for them or that you've nicely cut up for them mm-hmm. or what have you. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to going back and doing face-to-face learning again. Uh, yes. But in the meantime, we will make the best of this remote learning situation. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I want to mention. Um, so we, we sent out all of our expectations to our students. And then my first assignment was that students had to make their own schedule for themselves. Uh-huh. So I sent a picture of the schedule that you made because it was color-coded and nice and pretty yeah. and set up. And I said, you know, you can make some modifications. Like my stu- my kids are three, six, and seven. So if you want to shift bedtime back just a few minutes from 7 p.m., that's acceptable. <laughs> but make sure you include time for academic work and creative work and discovery work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I said, you, you know, and include some individual exercise PE time. Yeah. Uh, and some personal recreation time, but set up a daily schedule, like break it down hour by hour and figure out how you're going to use your day. Because mm-hmm. I was worried that if we didn't set up a daily schedule, we would all end up either, well, not doing anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, We'd watch a lot of Netflix and <laughs> a lot of streaming TV and not actually get to the school part. Uh-huh. So assignment number one was just to make the schedule. And the other nice part of that is that it's a pretty easy access first assignment. So students can bang it out in five minutes Mm -hmm. and submit it. And then we've got ourselves going on the idea of like doing the work from home and then submitting. Yep. Uh, So I went through today and looked at everybody who had not submitted their schedule. Uh And then I went through and sent individual emails to each and every one of them saying like, hey, just checking in. I noticed that you hadn't uh, done your daily schedule assignment and wanted to make sure that you had access to our Google Classroom. Here's a link to it. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, you've also got this assignment that's missing. So here's a link to that. And so I just tried to like make sure that I reached out. And so far, so good. I've gotten a few positive responses. And I think we're going to get everybody on and, uh, and up and running. Okay. Yeah. So one by one, we will, <laughs> we will figure this out. And we will uh, find a way to kind of make the best of this time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll give a chance for kids who are a little bit behind to make up some of the work that they missed. Um, I'm a little bit worried that it's just going to widen that gap and students who are a little bit behind are going to get further behind as they don't do 
the extra work and get the practice or don't have access don't have to access what are sending to the it, yeah the There's emails the assignments the printer mm-hmm. um yeah we're in a very fortunate place in that all of my students have chromebooks yeah. at home yeah that are issued by the district uh-huh and I also sent a home a textbook for each and every one of them, so I can assign some textbook work, which I normally hate doing, <laughs> but now we're going to do a little bit of it, Yeah. and they at least know where, like, what the textbook is, although <laughs> I did have one or two of them send me an email saying, like, um, I noticed you said chapter 15. I wasn't there on Friday, and did we have, like, were we <laughs> supposed to take a textbook home? I was like, um, no. No, you took a textbook home in August, and you're going to bring it back in June. So that should already be at home. It's pretty funny. And then they replied like, oh, I'd forgotten about the textbook from August. I looked through my room, and I found it in the back corner. It's like, well, that's good. At least it was there. Yeah. Yeah. All righty, hon. Well, uh, together we will get through this. Only together, not with anybody else, because we're going to practice appropriate social distancing and make sure that we can quarantine ourselves and not get the virus or spread the virus to anybody else. Yeah. But digitally, together, physically separate, we will all get through this together (laughs) apart. It's our family motto. Together (laughs) apart. Great. All right. Uh, Lots of love to everybody out there who is listening to this alone, six feet or more from your nearest partner, and staying safe and uh, not spreading this virus to anybody else.